It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Raw, The Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only, as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello and welcome to Raw the Fight Within podcast with myself, Coogan Cassius. This week I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by, well I've got to be honest, it has taken me a while. Now, <laughs> Tom Skinner, first of all, thank you very much for uh, coming on. Thanks for having us. No problem. I will say one thing, right? Like this has taken a long time to a point where I was almost like trolling you by going <laughs> like big time and all that. But you always reply to messages, you always answer calls. You don't swerve them completely. No, do you know, do you know what it is, right? I, man, I'm so busy, you know, like I know it's, it's not an excuse, but every single day, I don't have a day off. So like when you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll pop in, I'm like, oh mate, I, yeah, I want to do it, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, I know that though, because then I see you, then you're on like, Good morning, Breton, or Talksport, or saying like within when I've messaged him, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's, he's, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's just trying to swerve it. But just a, like a general opener of how is life at the moment? Busy, mate. His life's good. Life's good. Um, three, three little babies indoors. Beautiful wife indoors. Business is going well. TV, radio's going well. Everything's going all right. So I'm just grafting hard, and uh, I'm making the most of it. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, okay. Um, We'll roll into the first one and then we'll kind of... I didn't want to send you questions because I think with you, you're better with a, like a bit of a blank canvas where you're just yeah. Yeah, you're hearing them almost for the first time. So let's see how this pans out. So, nice and easy one for the first one. Uh, if you could change one thing about your life right now, what would it be? If I could change one thing about my life, probably... 
I'd go back to when I was like 17, 18 and tell a younger me to save money and put money away for when you get older. You've just ruined my question nine. <laughs> You've just ruined that, that is actually question nine. Let, let me all right, let me rephrase this. Go on. Right? So it's not about it's not about something you would have changed in your past or your future, but it's just something currently. Right now. That you would you would change about your life to potentially or possibly better your life. Probably wait. I'll probably um <laughs> save money when I was younger so I could spend more time with my kids now because I'm I work I work seven days a week, you know, and like it's hard because sometimes when I get home from work, they're all in bed. Or when I when I leave, most points four in the morning. So I, if I the only thing I'd love to change is to spend more time with my family and my kids if I could. But with your lifestyle, and I, 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 you can see it from the outside without kind of knowing everything about your life. But you can kind of see that you're like you're literally from that moment you post that video in the morning of you having some very strange breakfasts, which we'll come on to. Uh, <laughs> not always. But from that moment, you're on the graph like pretty much until you run, isn't you? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I actually done a... I had a heart monitor strapped to me this week for three days for um, a podcast that I've been doing. It's about how people with busy lives and how they operate and where they get energy from. And I had this heart monitor on. And when they'd done the, the, uh, like the analysis at the end, they said, Tom, from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed... You don't have any rest, and we've never seen that before. You are literally on the go. You're switched on. There's no, there was no green bits when your heart's resting. You just boom, 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 boom. It's because, look, I've been given this opportunity where I am now, and I've, and I've pushed it and made it for myself. But because I've got so many things going on, I can't switch off. I've got to keep going, and and now it's, everything I'm doing is growing into a bit of a monster. So it is like if one second I'm down this warehouse, we're in the office. I've got you know other businesses. I've got. Radio, it's just crazy, but I'm enjoy I'm enjoying it, but it is full on, yeah. So, so this next question, right? So, if I was to ask a boxer this, I do ask a lot of people within the the boxing industry. And we'll come on, kind of, of your uh, your your like or love for the, for the sport later on. But I do ask them if they wasn't in that industry, what do they think they'd be doing? It's very difficult for a boxer to answer that if they've been. Mm in it since they was a kid and that's all they kind of know but I don't even know what fucking industry you're in no I'm not no, no I don't because <laughs> I just think are you in reality TV The Apprentice are you in this I don't know so what industry would you say you're in buying and selling I buy and sell you know that, that's that's me I'm I'm, 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 a, I'm a trader like, it's, it's a bit more than that isn't it for yeah you? I mean I mean, look look. I started off as a market trader I've always worked the markets and I love giving people a good deal, whether it's my mattresses, my furniture, you know, my Bosch market, um, everything that we do and we sell, Bosch workwear, Bosch communications, you know, like these telephone systems we put in, whether it's the book I just wrote, Graft. I'm always... Oh, is that your book now? Yeah, just just plug the book. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm always just... I'm, I'm buying and selling. So if I wasn't... If I wasn't doing... I mean, the radio with TalkSport and, and the TV work and the news and all that, but that's an added bonus. I still do what I love. I still get up every morning. I still go to the cafe. I still go in the markets. I still, I still don't know where I'm grafting. I'm still, I think if I wasn't doing all the reality TV and the, and the radios, I'd be doing markets and buying and selling. Okay. So, so I'll apply it to, I'll just apply it to the market trade then. So if that aspect of your life hadn't been there, 
Yeah. What do you What do you think you may have done as an alternative, or what, what do you like to have been think thinking that you would have done as an alternative? I'd probably be in prison. You reckon, I'd, mate? Like when growing up, as all my mates were either getting up to no good or, or nicking a few quid. There was no in between. You know what it's like. Like I mean, I've still got the same circle of mates that that I, that I have since I was since I was fifteen, sixteen, and we still knock about. We still have a beer on a Friday, um, but. But yeah, I, I just sort of like found I found that I was good at buying and selling from a young age, and I've always stuck with that, and and that's what that's that's what I've done. But if if I didn't do that, God knows, I'm probably getting I, I, I'm one of them people that get obsessive with things like whether it's something I have to do every single day, breakfast every single day. Like I get obsessed with things over and over. So if I wasn't doing that, God knows what I'd be doing. But it, it'd be something. yeah. I mean, without kind of. Stereotyping, I, I, I suppose. If I was to if I was to look at you in a different way of like, if you hadn't kind of got onto that whole that market trading scene, I'd you'd probably be a little bit of a what's what do they call it like a gentleman thief, not a thief, <laughs> you know what I mean, didn't you? Like a lovable rogue, someone who'd gone you know, like like a Del Boy, pretty yeah. much. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but there are not trying to get you in trouble here, by the way. If you're up to anything, sorry about that. Everyone's probably watching this thinking, fucking hell, he's blown the cover. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because like, I know like that kind of role of like Del Boy is kind of... I'm not saying you... you I base my life on Del Boy. Right, he's my hero. It, yeah. But you can see that in, in the way you are, do you know what I mean? Yeah. With everything, not just on the market stuff, but you can kind of see that from yourself. So I think, yeah, a gentleman thief, like, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Freddie the Frog. Freddie the Frog. Freddie the Frog. <laughs> yeah. Out doing bank jobs on weekend. There we go. Then giving business advice on Good Morning Britain on Monday. There we go. There we go. Um, did you just get into fights as a kid? Not really. No. I, I had a few fights. Listen, who ain't had a fight? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I've had a few fights, but I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm, do you know what it is? I managed to always talk my way out of the situation. I'm one of them, like, you could want to kill me. Give me five minutes of you. You go, oh, I love that, Tommy. He's all right. You know that. Yeah, I wanted to hit him, but... Yeah, I, I wanted to bash him up. I mean, he just slept with my wife, right? He robbed me, but hang on a minute. He's all right, actually. I'm, right I'm having a pint of beer with him now, and I've just bought a mattress off him. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. But, um, so you didn't really get into scraps and that when you was younger? Not really. I had, listen, like everyone did, I had a few scraps. Yeah. I, I had punch-ups, and but but I, I I'd rather talk my way out of it and make someone laugh and smile than if we can if we can defer the situation and, and get out of not having a fight. That's the way that I am. Absolutely. So, tell me about a point in your life where you felt as though you were fighting a losing battle in your life. Fighting a losing battle? Um, you I must have had one. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, probably just before I met my wife, Sinead. I was mid-twenties. I was... Anything I was doing, I couldn't make happen. I was... I, 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 I'd lost my flat. I'd moved back to my mum's. Mum's got a two-up, two-down ass, Yeah. And I was like, I need somewhere to stay. I had no money, I was skint. And my mum, bless her, she bought me this pull-out camping bed from Argos, yeah? And I'd come home and I'd fold it out and sleep on that. And I, I was so embarrassed that I had no money. And I would wake up before everyone got up, yeah? And leave and leave the ass. And I had nothing to do. I had no job, I had no van, I had no money. And, I, and, I, and I'd gone from having successful market stalls and, and just wanked it all away. And... I didn't know how I was going to get in front, and I tried everything. I tried absolutely everything. I was, you know, 
talking to people I know can have, have a bit of stock on credit. And well, when you're in a hole, it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to move forward. And I just kept going. I kept chipping away, kept moving forward. And I, and I really couldn't get anywhere. And then, I don't know, I think what turn, the turning point was I started doing pillows, yeah? And I managed to talk one of my mates into lending me some money to buy some pillars. And then I started doing on market two for Fiverr. And I started getting getting a little bit in front. And then I was doing like these like packages of, of duvets and pillars. And, and, and I started getting in front a little bit. And then I met my missus. And I remember I remember I fell in love with my missus straight away. And she was like, you really good at this. And and I think when I met her, I thought, you know what, Tom? Like you've had I'd had all the cars, I'd had, I'd had Porsches and Bentleys and Audis, and I'd gone back to staying at my mum's and I'd pull out of bed and being skint, not having a tenner. And I thought, I met her, I want to make a life with her. And I just knuckled down and I just got to work. And I, it was a losing battle until, really, I met her, I think. How old was you at that point? Mid-twenties. Mid yeah, mid-twenties, yeah. It's a funny age, isn't it? That Do you know what it is? I, 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 I've always been up and down in my life, yeah? Like, I could always earn money, but my problem was spending it. Like, I, I had no problem earning two or three grand in a week. Always loved it, could do it. I could, I could, t I could everything, they used to call me the Midas touch, the touch thing, turn it into gold. Because I'd buy a parcel, I'd sell it, I'd nick a few quid. But it, I had this mentality where I had to knock it out. I had to go out to West End, I had to go out to the casino, I had to go out and party, I had to go and just do something. It, I could never put it away. And it was only really till my sort of, yeah, mid, mid to later 20s that I started actually putting away and then investing it into other things. Mm. Yeah, that, that age, I think, for a... Careful what you say nowadays. For a male, is a bit of a funny period if you're not... If you're not set in your job or you've got... If you've done something from school and you've gone up to your mid-20s mid and that's what you're doing. But if you're... Because I, I found out, like, I was doing... I, I don't even remember what I was doing at 25. I don't yeah. know what I was doing. But, you, you know, like... It's a funny age because some of your mates are settling down, having kids, buying houses, yeah. and other of your mates are just like on the piss all the time, partying, living life. You're at an age where one of your mates is having their first, their, their kid's first birthday party the weekend, and they've just bought a new house with their wife. Then the other one of your mates is, is back at their mum's, like owing everyone 50 quids here and there. It's, it's a funny age. You don't want to be either or... You, don't know, you know what I mean? One week I was at the top of the table, and next week I was at the bottom of the table. It, it never had no... I never had no um, routine. Mm. You know what I mean? But isn't that the beauty of it sometimes? The unplanned and not knowing what you're doing is kind of what creates where you are today as I, well. I love the buzz. Like, now, I'm, hung I'm hungrier now than I've ever been. Like, I've got a lifestyle now. Like, I need, to, I, need to earn, I need to earn at least 20 grand a month to live to pay my exes now. Like, that is my house, How my cars. How many exes have you got? A lot. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you mean exes? Like, like exes, like... Oh, not ex-girlfriends? No, like, no, like my... Ex, like, <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Nah, you like... got 20 grand to pay all me exes. No, like, like, my li like my life. Like, it's I've built a life. Like, I've built the life that I've always dreamt of. But now, that's why I work so hard, because I want to stay there. Mm. I want to be able to pay all my bills, pay all my cars, pay everything, have the nice things, go out for the nice meals, have the nice clothes. Even though I look scruff, scruffy as you like all the time... I want, to have a, I want to have a nice life for my kids, for my family. So if my wife goes, should we go away the weekend? Let's do it. And that's why I work so hard, because I want to have the nice... And now I've, I've got there, but now I can't stop. I'm more... Because I've seen it now. I've physically got it, and I, and I want more. 
What what are the everyday battles for you today when you wake up in the morning? What are they? It's logistics or everything. It's how am I gonna it's the it's the fitting everything into a day is my problem. You know, like people go, Tom, you, you you're getting five grand or whatever to go and do that for a day's work. Yes, I am, yeah. But I, I need to also I don't wanna forget where I've come from, you know, and I and I wanna make sure that I make keep everyone happy. Whether I'm doing the radio, I wanna make sure it's like my day could be Dino's Cafe 4 a.m. breakfast. That sets me up for the day. I've always done that. Yeah, get there, give yourself motivated, have a nice bit of breakfast, plan the day, do a few deals, crack on. Then I might leave there. I might come to here to the warehouse or to the office, do a bit of paperwork, work out the sales, see what's going out on deliveries. Then I'm then I might be going on the radio. It's having the time of the day. Like last night, I was on the news. Didn't get in until midnight. I, I I was up at five o'clock. You know what I mean? It's it's I don't sleep enough. I'm just gotta keep going. So, I mean, just going back to your comment, what you said there about you had no routine, but is it a case of a little bit of organised chaos now that you, there are certain things that you do in a day to kind of tip you through the day? But yeah. then there could be, you could veer to this, or you could be doing the radio at midnight, you could be doing this as well, but it's a little bit of organised chaos. Cass, there's so many cogs in, to, to me, to Bosch, to everything now, that it is organised, but it is chaos. It is like, I'm lucky I've got Colin, he's my full-time driver. He knows my schedule. Like, we've got, we've got the Bosch cab, we've got a black cab, we go anywhere in London, Bosch and I'm a plate. Like, he goes, right, Tom, you've got to be there at 12.30, you've got a meeting over there at 2 o'clock, then we've got to get you into there for lunch, then we've got to make sure you're back here for 5 o'clock. Like, he knows it more. And we, I think the key to life is build a good team. When you've got a good team, you've got good people around you, they can help you and help take some of the strains off, off of your everyday life. <clears throat> you call yourself an emotional person? Not really. No. I wouldn't say I'm emotional. You don't come across I'm, as I'm, that overly emotional. I'm, I'm a positive... I look, my, my glass is always half full, you know? I'm always upbeat. Even when the chips are down and you're up against the wall, we don't have problems. We have solutions. You know what I mean? We make it happen. We keep on marching on. So, when I asked about you being an emotional person, when was the last time you cried? Cough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last time I cried, 
Like I said, you don't come across that way. No, nah, the last time I cried was when I was in America, when I thought I was going to lose my wife and my kids in first of June when I was managing West Ham. That was the, one of the scariest days of my life. When I got the phone call back in January this year from West Ham United, and they said, we're going to America. It's right before Prague. I don't know if you said that. Obviously, the Champions of Europe. But... Um, we, I'm we, an Arsenal fan. I'm going to say nothing <laughs> right now. 3-0 the other day. 3-1. Consolation goal, They asked me to manage West Ham as a Legends team. Now, I've supported West Ham my whole life, and it was managing legends like Anton Ferdinand, Elliot Wald, Jimmy Walker, Marlon Harewood, Savon Hines. You know, these are, you know, these, these are players. Hayden Mullins. Um, <clears throat> these are players that I've watched growing up that I love, yeah? And they said, look, we, we want to <clears throat> build West Ham up in America. We, you know, you're a West Ham fan, you've got a social media presence, we'd love you to manage the team. And I said, well, I don't know anything about managing football art. I said, don't worry, Kenny Brown's going to come with you, do a bit of research, we're going to go end of May. I thought, fantastic. Once, I've never been to America in my life, um, didn't even know I could go to America, but we finally got in there. And at the time, my wife was pregnant with our twins. Now, the babies, obviously twins, they come a little bit earlier, but the doctor said, we're going to do a cesarean It'll be sort of start to middle of July, no problem. End of May, we, we get we get the uh, plane to go to America. The, the morning of the flight, Sinead, are you sure I can go to America? Are you sure? She went, oh, look, Tom, it's your dream. You've got to do it. We've got over, just over a month till the baby's come. Like, go out there, go and earn the money, go and do what you've always wanted to do. It's only for five days. And then I was going to fly from there, go to Prague, watch us become champions of Europe. That was the plan. Anyway... Went to America, everything's fine. Second day, I'm in America, I'm, I'm walking about, I'm on ESPN News, I've got the big American flag, I'm teaching the Americans what the word Bosch means. Everyone's like, what's going on? The third day was the first day managing the team. Now, in the morning of that, bear in mind, I'm in, I'm in North Carolina, you're five hours in front on the time. I've rung her when I've woke up, I don't really sleep a lot, four o'clock probably in the morning there. It's sort of before lunchtime. I said, Stay there, don't you? Oh, I've got an appointment with a doctor at the hospital. They're going to book in a cesarean date. And I feel a bit rough, but I'm all good. Well, when you're there, ring me, da 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 da. I've gone downstairs. I've had, bre- had a bacon roll with Anton Ferdinand. I've wrote all my team what I want everyone to do on the first game. I'm buzzing for it, yeah? Everyone, right, bus will be outside in an hour. We're going to go to the, we're gonna go to the, uh, to the, to, to, to the, to the pitch. We're going to play the games. Tom, everyone, get ready. See you down in an hour. I've gone upstairs, got in the shower. I've put my manager's kit on. As I'm getting ready, as I'm getting ready, she's ringing me now, look. As I'm getting ready, she'll answer it. I'm just talking about you on camera, babe. You all right? I'm on a podcast. You all right? Oh, what? Um, It's the big blue shutter. You see my car outside, yeah? Um, My wife's never been here before. You know that? All right. No. Uh, I want to get Lanks coming. Lanks! Can you get Sinead at the door? Or just ring, ring Sinead, someone get her in. Sorry, I'm, on, I'm doing a podcast. Love you, babe. Bye. Um, <coughs> keep leaving it all in. So I've put, all, I've put my manager's kit on. Like, I'll, She's rung me. She can't speak. <sighs> Fucking hell. Like, you okay? She's put the doctor on. doctor said, look, listen, Tom. Like... It's not good news. One of the babies has taken all, all the nutrients and goodness from the other twin. If we don't get the twins out in the next 24 hours, there's a very high percentage we're going to lose one of the twins. And if it doesn't go well, we could potentially potentially lose your wife. What? I'm coming home. Phone down. 
I've run, run outside, got the lift, gone down to the first floor where everyone, all the team were waiting. I'm crying. Anton Ferdinand, Jimmy Walker was at, was at the lift. They thought I was crying with happiness because I'm managing West Ham, yeah? When I, I thought I might lose my wife. I was in tears. Like, emotionally, couldn't, couldn't do anything. I said, I need to get home, I need to get home. Dave, who, who, who runs West Ham overseas and all that, he said, look, he said, we'll get you home, don't worry. He said, look, we'll we drop the players off and you can go to the airport and go. Don't worry, Tom, we're good under control. And I felt bad, I was letting him down, but at the first I had to be home for my family. We've dropped all the players off at, at, the, at the stadium. I'm looking for a cab to get to the airport, can't find one. I've got back on the bus, I said, take me to the airport. This American fellow went, for family, man, no problem. Took me straight to the airport, I, I got there. I got there and uh, the only flight I could get was in four hours' time. I had to fly to Philadelphia, Philadelphia to Heathrow. So I said, right, I've, got four. I've rung her up. She's in the wall. She said, look, there's no time of my operation yet. Don't worry. I said, OK, well, I've got the flight. I'll be back tomorrow. I thought I've got four hours to kill. So I jumped back on the bus, went back to the stadium, run to the pitch. Everything seems all right. The team were in a circle doing their before-the-game speech. I jumped over the barrier security and stopped. We didn't know who I was. Got on the pitch. Got me, he was like, Tom, I thought he was going, I went, listen, the plane's in four hours. There's no way in my life I'm missing out on managing West Ham. I've given the best motivational speech of my life. Anton Ferdinand, blah, blah, Marlon Eber, blah, 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 gang, 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 off, off. Do it for my twins, do it for my wife, let's do this, let's, let's kill it, let's cut. We're in America, bosh, all this, right? We got battered 4 1. <laughs> we got battered 4 1. I've jumped out, got, got in the car, gone straight to the airport, got on the first flight. Now, now, I'm obviously an emotional wreck. My wife's sister's run me. She said, oh, the twins are coming. The twins, I'm going for security. The wife, she's not good. I said, get yourself in there, hold her hand. Hold her hand, you bit it. I'm, I don't know where I was. I didn't know I was coming or going. I was an emotional mess. I got a text aboard the first plane. Twins are here, beautiful twins, three pound each. I text about how Sinead, planes took off. I didn't know on the first flight if my wife was alive. I talked to this old American lady. She, she was like, she'll be okay, it'll be okay. We're coming into land. As we're about to land, I've got to get connecting flight in 20 minutes. The plane's gone brace, brace, and gone back up again, done a fly around, because there was another plane on, on the runway. I was gone anyway. I've landed. I've got on the phone. I found out my wife's okay. And that stereotypical British thing, I see the big British Airways sign. I thought, oh, I'm getting home now. I got there. I said, can I upgrade my flight to first class? I've had a terrible thing. She went, no problem. I had a few thousand dollars. I went to pay them out. She went, we don't take cash. <laughs> What's going on now? Luckily, someone said, I'll pay out my credit card, give me the cash. I got in a plane, sat in first class, had a glass of red wine, a nice steak. I'm t I've got the Wi-Fi on. The family's all good. They're in recovery. The twins are all They're in incubators. They're, they're not out of the woods yet, but they're all right. I landed, I landed in Heathrow. Colder cold, cab. He was outside in the Bosch cab. Straight to the hospital. My wife, she's amazing. The, the babies, they was in there for a few weeks, you know. But they're out. They're all strong. And that was the most emotional day of my life. I'm not quite sure what you've just told me there. I mean, I, I, I knew a little <laughs> bits of this, but I didn't know this whole, like, the whole yeah. kind of, the context behind the day. So, I mean, that situation is horrendous anyway. But you not being in the same country, obviously, was the... Was the thing there, wasn't it for you? Yeah. For so I wasn't there. I, I, I felt like as a as a father, as a husband, as a man, I let my family down. You know, I was in America doing what I've always wanted to do, manage West Ham, and that happened. But I got there. I was, I was with them, and, and look, the twins come out about a month later, three, three and a half, four weeks later. They're all home. The twins are doing well. They're starting to sit up now. So yeah.
I don't know. It's like that. That twenty-four hours in your life must be literally, oh, yeah, the most insane thing. But thank, like, thankfully, obviously, you, your kids and uh, your wife kind of, yeah, it was all alright. Basically, it's all alright. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> telling your kids that story oh, in the years to come. I've read it in my book. You want to buy me a book? You've seen a full detailed story. Buy the book Graft, the Bush. I might have to nick one of them copies. Of course. Can we sign one for you? Uh, yeah, no, I'd like you to. To be honest, obviously, I would like you to. Um, so, not, I'm not asking for like a regret here, but just if you could go back in time. I mean, you've spoken about a lot of things that you could have possibly have changed from your, from your past, but if you could go back and handle any situation differently in your life, is there anything that sticks out? I mean, that one sticks out. Yeah, I mean, fun, there's, look... There is thousands and thousands and thousands of times that I've made mistakes and regrets. Yeah. Listen, who in life has sailed through life and not made one mistake is a complete liar. Anyone says that? Yeah, we've all made mistakes, made a thousand of them. But I've learned from them. And do you know what? I can honestly say this. Every single mistake I've made in life has made me the man I am today. And I don't think I'd change. I don't think, I think, apart from maybe saving money when I was younger and, and, and building a little, when I was first started out and maybe managing my money a bit better and things like that, there is nothing I would change because that's who I am I am who I am you know and, and I can say that like mate there ain't many things I haven't done I've done everything there ain't a commodity I ain't sold there ain't anything I ain't done like I've done everything I've lived a very very mental and wild life but it's made it's molded me to be this person like people always go oh like Moulded, you ain't getting moulded. Like you're getting scars, and you don't get scars, but you know what I mean. You get battered and bruised, and you get picked up. It's 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 how you deal with a situation. It's how you get up and keep on going forward. Is is how you become who you are in life. Just don't let anything hold you back. Keep on keep on going. Sounds like Rocky. That quote, similar. How hard you can get hit, yeah, keep on moving. Yeah. <laughs> Who's been the biggest influence in your life? I'd like to see my mum and dad. My my mum, she's my mum's a warrior, man. Like my mum's a ledge. Like my mum and dad are very different people. My dad, my dad is is a ledge as well. Like they're they're both legends, and they installed that hard working graft from a young age with me. Like my mum, she was like, pay, get up, paint round. She always get me up when I was twelve. Paint round the day, paint round the day, paint round the day. My dad took me out to, out to talk to people, out to deal with people. You know, how to deal with situations, and them two are, are definitely yeah. 100%. So, you know, like, obviously, when, we, when people look at you from over the last few years, from like, what you let people see on um, social media, etc., because you're like, you're, you're that, you're like so high, not high as in terms of any kind of intoxication, but just high on kind of energy and, and life. Like, I just think to myself, when he does go home and no one sees all this, does he crash? Like, does he get depressed? Does he does he feel like the the inevitable kind of low that kind of do follow all these highs because you're that fast paced and you're that high energy? Mate, I, I don't. I, no. Do you know what? I'm going to name drop here, but on Saturday night I had my friend Ryland come round, good friend, family friend of ours, um, love him like a brother Ryland, yeah. And he's wrote, wrote a book about you know he went through smart, went went depressed. I've never had depression. Right, I'm one of them lucky people that you can you can do anything you want to me. You can put me as low as you want. I'll get back up. Yeah. And he said to me, and he said this to me on on he went it'll happen, Tom. One day it'll happen. I said, don't think it will, mate. He said, well, when it does, you ring me because I've been through it. Yeah. And then words stuck in me a little bit because I thought 
you know what? I've I've never I've been so lucky to not struggle with. Even when I get home and I'm tired, I just cuddle my family. I I kiss my wife. I sit on a sofa. I have a cup of tea, and I just embrace it. Look around at my beautiful house and think, I got this. I've earned this myself. Like I've done this. How have I got there? You know what I mean? I, and I just I'm happy. I'm I'm happy on the energy of life that the life I've been given. Do you train your brain to do that, or have you trained your brain? Nah. Nah, mate, I ain't, <clears throat> I ain't, I think resilience is key. Yeah. I think, listen, there's three things I've always, always believed, and I'll tell anyone, get a good bit of grub inside you. An army marches on its stomach, you know what I mean? It does, it's true, yeah? You get good grub inside you, you can do anything. You can never make a good decision when you're hungry. Yeah, I'll see where you go with that. Um, difficult one, this one. Actually, I don't know if it will be for you. What song do you think explains your life? Me and my monkey, Robbie Williams. Why? <laughs> have you heard it? I feel like I have. It's about Robbie Williams. He's in, he's in California with his monkey and they drive to Las Vegas and they blow all their everything with their monkey there. It's a mad song. Right, it's just emotional, mental song. Me and my monkey, like basically, the monkey is how I see the song is his head. It's, it's not a real, it's his head. I think, and, I the seen and the monkey's doing wild things. You know, one minute the monkey's stealing two grand to play on the roulette wheel. Next thing you know, the monkey's got a gun. Next thing you know, the monkey's partying. Next thing the monkey's, you know, it's like my life's chaotic, yeah. And my life it probably isn't normal to most people, but it's normal to me. And that's. That's probably the, the song that would most... Explains your yeah, life. It's, nothing makes sense. Why would a monkey be driving a car and playing on a roulette wheel? But that's my life. And that's what that's that song. A lot of people, yeah. I know there's always a song that people might not think of it straight away, but um, you obviously that has been implemented into your head to know that. <laughs> I'll have to go and listen to this back now. I do <laughs> vaguely remember this, um, this song, but I'll have to go back and listen to it now. Um... So, yeah, something that you kind of touched on, but obviously you stole kind of one of these questions off me, yeah? But if you could go back, how old are you now, Tom? 33. 33. So if you could go back, say, 12 years to 21, me and you up in a little DeLorean, slip back to... Uh, DeLorean. Yeah, to 2021. Only certain Back to the Future fans would get that one. <laughs> 20, uh, when you were 21 and you got five minutes to have a chat, what, what do you... Not tell me what you'd say for five minutes, but what would you... What would you tell your younger 21-year-old? 21, I was flying. I was earning a few quid. But I would say, look, you're 21, you've got your whole life ahead of you, and you're going to have a wild, wild life. Like, you're going to sit with the big boys around a table, you're also going to be sitting on your own with nothing. You know what I mean? So just every time you earn a grand, stick a tour away, just because you will get that rainy day. Like, that rainy day's coming, and when it comes, it's going to come at you fast, it's going to come at you hard. And that is it. That's the, what I tell 21. Carry on being you. I'm a confident person, you know. I talk with anyone. Like, don't frighten me. Don't scare me. I, I've sat with every single person. But put a bit of money away for that rainy day. I know I'm all right now, but there, there was a time in my life when I wasn't. What is it for you, and this is quite interesting for you uh, to ask this, but what, what is it, what are the main factors that still drive that fight within you? What are the... When you get up in the morning, what is that that still drives you? Family. Family is everything. Family keep me driven. I do it for my kids, my wife, you know, my mum, my dad, everyone. Family, like, 
I want to have everything in life. I want to give them everything in life. And it's, we're doing it, you know, we're doing it. And that's the drive is to, is to, there's, there's no worries. There's no worries in life. That's the drive. It's a good attitude to have. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I'd like that attitude myself. I'm just, I suppose I'm not as glass, glass half full. Yeah, mate, you're always upbeat. You're, look, look, mate, there is no one, no one, yeah, that I've ever met in my life that does what you do. You're powerful. Like, you are everywhere. On the boxing front, you're everywhere. Your YouTube channel's phenomenal. Like, mate, you should be a very proud man. I am. No, you, all the boxes are ticks. Like, I am. Thank like, you very much for saying. But I am, but just, I don't know. I've just... I'm a bit half and half. People probably don't see it as much as you need a, whatever. You need a curry at four o'clock in the morning, Dan Dino's cap is what you need. I might have to come <laughs> and do that one day. I might have to come and do that one day. Um, so just to finish off, off, off on though, I know there's probably people on here going, hang on a minute, what, what, where, Tom's going to use the box? Because this is a lot of couple of people I've put on. They're, they're trying to find the link. Like I had Ray Winston on a, f a few months ago. Ray obviously used to box, didn't he? Obviously, yeah. obviously at Repton. But I didn't really want to talk to him about that kind of part yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you, you've always been kind of your, would you call yourself a casual boxing fan? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, look, I own a boxing gym, I own Bosch gym, you know, yeah. we've got so Kevin Mitchell. come down to, by Yeah, way. Kevin Mitchell's down there working, Big yeah. Huey, the banger, Kieran Farrell, we've got some great people. Eddie Earns popped his head in there, like it is the governor of a gym, it's yeah. only small, yeah. it's a lovely small, and look, I've, I've always boxed since I was 17, 18, yeah, but I ain't, I ain't a good boxer. I enjoy boxing. I've got a big punch on me, right? Any any trainer ever tell you, Tom can eat hard. You had a fight recently, didn't yeah, you? I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put him down. I, I felt terrible. I, mate, this is this is why I could never be a boxer, yeah? I hit the geezer as hard as I could. I got him in a body shot and I broke his rib and I felt terrible. I felt absolutely terrible, yeah? Um, look, I do it for fitness. I do it because I love it. I go I go to quite a lot of boxing. I go, I go watch a boxing, you know, yeah. I enjoy that. Look. We've got sign gloves everywhere, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I was, I was, I'd done a boxing event, the box off with Ricky Atten the other week. Like, yeah. I love boxing, but I'm a casual boxing fan. I've got the boxing gym. The boxing gym is more for me, is for, is for, it makes me smile. I love seeing the kids come in there and train, you know, like, you leave all your shit at the door when you go in a boxing yeah. gym and you're with your mates, you can do a bit of fitness, you work on yourself. And I, I enjoy boxing, but I, I always, I always come second, you know what I mean, in boxing. <laughs> well, Listen, I, was, I mean, yeah, I knew you had that fight. I didn't know the extent of your injuries you caused your opponent. But yeah, if you're feeling bad over it, then maybe that. I shouldn't be a boxer, mate. Passion side of it. I'll tell you a funny story about boxing, though. Big length. You know, my mate, you see earlier on. When I went on to the Apprentice, me and him were sparring. Yeah. Now he's length is six foot seven, twenty-one stones, a big boy, and he's yeah. he's had a lot of fights. Yeah. And I'm and I, I got a big body shot. I mean, I caught him and I hurt him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, dummy, dummy straight. Fucking knock me spark out, knock me clean out, yeah. Give me a massive black eye, all bruised down here. The next day was I was doing the photo shoots to go into the apprentice house, yeah. and I had to turn up with a massive black eye. And I went, what have you done? And I was sparring me, mate. You knocked me out. <laughs> and I, and so when you see me on the apprentice, all the photos of me, they don't actually look like me because they've had to Photoshop the side of my face oh, really? to look normal. <laughs> You're knocked out just before going on the apprentice. <laughs> But from you, it's not even a shock to be honest with you, Tom. To be honest with you. Um, listen, much appreciate your time, Mr. Skinner. I know I'm glad we kind of we got this done. Um, 
but yeah, Enjoy. I know you're flying flat out, but yeah, 4 a.m. Dino's Caf. I've, I don't Let's think I've been to Dino's Caf either. Dino's so. Caf, New Spitalfield Market, in late East the Governor. We'll go. I'll take you down here one more. When you're up, we'll take you down here. And we'll four have a in nice, the morning. Four in the morning, mate. I've, I've got to start early. I might have to do it after a night out. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> on the way home. It, on the way in. Uh, Tom Skinner, thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening Thanks, or mate. watching. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe, and we will see you, or you'll see us, or hear us next week. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, can you just give one more bosh? A bosh! There we go. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.